What radio, the music you want. Do you get me? With your host, he's Dan. Ain't much to look at after you scrape him off your boot. RadioWhat.com. Would you like to know more? What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time, DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote, and maybe you can have me at your next event. You know I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Are you not entertained? Let me entertain you. Make your next thing a big one. Speaking of entertainment, today on the program, I have Rocky Michaels out there in the Bay Area. He's a singer-songwriter, multi-award-winning independent singer-songwriter-recording artist. Yeah. Yeah. Guy's been doing it for a long time. Started playing piano at five years old. But uh, there's a whole lot more to the story, and you're going to hear a lot more uh, in the next few minutes. So stick around. Rocky Michaels coming to you. This week's shows, let's see. Oh, I have one public show uh, that everyone is invited to. Yes, you're invited to my one public show on Friday night, the Video Dance Party Karaoke Jam at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. Yeah, I said karaoke. You're the stars of the show. It's a little concert starring each and every one of you. You could be a star at least, you know, for about three to five minutes, depending on what song you choose. You know, you pick out the songs that you that, you know, some people come up to me and go, Keys Dan, what should I sing? What's the crowd like tonight? That's the good thing about karaoke. It's not about the crowd that much. It's about you. It's about what you know how to sing, what you like to sing, what you feel like singing. Uh, you know, I'll have country songs, rap songs, pop songs, disco. They'll sing whatever they want. I mean, I've had some Japanese and, you know, people and some Spanish people, Koreans. Yes, if it's out there, if it's out there and I can buy it, if it's out on the Internet and I can buy it, I will get it for you right there because i want you to sing in korean i want you to sing in german in russian i want you to sing in spanish i want you to yeah it adds a little flavor to the show so that's uh that's that's my take on karaoke <laughs> maybe it'll be a fun one. Oh, I'm, i don't say maybe it's going to be a fun one it's definitely going to be a fun one always a good time at the rab in conway arkansas just uh the variety yeah and that i i'd, I'd love it if it was more and more and more variety. We had uh, 30, 31 singers last Friday night. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot of talent in that room. And I'll get through you as, as quick as I can. Make sure that everybody gets a turn. Everybody gets a chance. And I know that the, the, line, dance, the line dancers want to dance as well. <laughs> it's, a, it's kind of a push-pull between the line dancers and, you know, and, the, uh, and the singers. But sometimes the singers sing so good that people start dancing. And I'm very happy about that, especially those love songs when the couples get together. Grab your honey and dance. Oh, for sure. So good. So always a good time at the Rab, Conway, Arkansas. I'll be there at 8 o'clock until 1230 in the AM on Friday nights. So come be there. They got a full bar. The kitchen's open. Good food in the kitchen, too. Pool tables. They got 10 diamond-style pool tables and a pool tournament on Friday night. So if you want to try your hand at playing pool and possibly make some money while you're doing it, come on out to the Rab. We got you. We got you covered. It's a good time at the Rab. Conway, Arkansas, Friday nights. 
And then on Saturday, I think I have a private event. So unless you're invited, you cannot come. But I'm very excited that I get to do private events. A lot of weddings, a lot of corporate events. Corporate events around this time of the year. But uh, weddings, oh my goodness, almost uh, almost all year long. People go, hey, when's wedding season? Wedding season is all year long. People are getting married all the time. And I'm very happy to be a part of the, uh, a small part of the show. And, you know, make uh, sending them off. In style, because I'll, I'll play the music for the the ceremony that, that they have. The just just the right music uh, for when she's walking down the aisle, when he's walking down the aisle, when the uh, the bride, the groom, you know, they're, they're the the right music. It, it's a uh, it, it becomes an important thing for a lot of people, and I'm I'm very excited to to provide that that good sound and uh, and good quality, and just oh, send people off. You know, hey, they took the time to get married. It's good to send them off in style. Yeah. Now, family, friends, get together. Super time. Super time. All right. That's enough intro. Let's get into it with Rocky Michaels. Oh, my goodness. I got him on Skype. So if you're listening to the audio version of this, I encourage you to check out my video version on my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash keys. Dan Skyping Rocky Michaels now. What's up, Rocky oh Michaels? Goodness. You know, I'm here close to Silicon Valley, but I'm a horrible technology guy, so my apologize for that. How close to Silicon Valley are you? Where, where are you at? Uh, yeah, I'm in the town of Danville, which is probably about a half hour north of San Jose, California, in the San Francisco Bay Area. So you'd think we all know how to use a uh, Skype and iPhones, but... Uh, yeah. Anyways, sorry for the fumble at the beginning there, but it's great to see you. Thank you so much for having me on. No problemo. There has to be a Danville in every state because there's a Danville probably 45 minutes away from me. And uh, one of my favorite uh, cartoons, of course, because I have a, a daughter that was just around the right age, uh, is Phineas and Ferb. And I think they're in the city of Danville as well. Uh, do you, are you familiar with the Phineas and Ferb? I am. I've got kids too. They're they're getting older, but that we had that phase. So yeah, I think there is a Danville in just about every town, every every uh, every state. Well, I'm appreciative uh, to Disney and the and their corporation for putting out. I, I I think they're the ones that produce Phineas and Ferb because um you know if kids are I mean if parents are forced to watch what the kids want to watch, it's nice to have. Some inside jokes for moms and dads, you know, some jokes that maybe we we would catch, some pop culture references, and I think that Phineas and Ferb was definitely chock full of those uh, pop culture. I, I don't know how old a man you are. I don't know when you graduated high school. I don't know where you're from. I don't know where you're from. Hey, why don't you give the the people an idea of who is a Rocky Michaels? Yes, who is? Well, thank you, first of all, for having me on. I appreciate what you do. Um, I am a singer-songwriter uh, from the San Francisco Bay Area um, and born and raised out here. True 49ers fan, so that's why I'm smiling even more right now. Um, Did they win? You know, I are they up, still playing ball? They are. They, um, they're uh, doing quite well. So uh, season's still going on, but uh, it's 
bringing us a lot of joy out here. Um, yeah, you know, I, I kind of grew up, uh, my parents gave me piano lessons when I was five years old. We grew up with a piano in the house. And uh, so I took lessons for about five years or so, um, moved on. You know, I say back then, you know, we didn't really have the internet. So it was either I right, play piano or, you know, go play ball or go down to the creek. Um, so I just kind of grew up with that and I would come back to it every now and then. And, uh, you know, I dabble with some songs and songwriting, but I didn't do much with it. Then in, in college, I was in a band and we, we, after college, we play around the San Francisco Bay Area and up in Napa. And um, that's when I really started uh, writing songs. Um, you know, also hanging around, I was the only, I was a piano guy in the band and everyone else played the guitar. And I thought, man, those guitar guys are so much more cool than the piano guy. <laughs> but it's hard dragging so, a piano around. Did you have a, a keyboard or, or, uh, you know, as we in the eighties who grew up, uh, the guitar? <laughs> yeah. The old synthesizer. Yeah, I did. I would lug it around. Uh, you know, we, we'd make do, but, uh, um, anyways, just kind of by osmosis, uh, I just started learning guitar a little bit and, um, the band, after a few years, eventually we went on our different ways. One guy moved up to Oregon. You know, we're still good friends today. But um, the fire had been lit. I had been writing songs, and I didn't do a whole lot for really quite some time. But I would just keep writing songs, and there would be, you know, collecting dust. I Old school, I'd have them on a piece of paper, you know. Um, and then really, a couple of years ago, I, I just thought, you know, I've got all these songs collecting dust on the shelf. I'd love to at least put some of them out there. Um, if nothing else, you know, if I get hit by the proverbial truck tomorrow, maybe my kids will have some insight as to, you know, what dad's pearls of wisdom and <laughs> my thoughts. So it just kind of took on a life of its own. And um, I've, uh, it's just been a really gratifying experience just, um, sh you know, sharing my kind of my vulnerabilities with songwriting, my honest feelings, you know, I'm, my songs have to do with parenting and relationships and social. And I, I always hope people will appreciate it. You never know, but uh, I just have to stay authentic. And I'm, I'm, you know, it's just been a real rewarding journey for me so far. Oh, Rocky Michaels, listening to your songs, they're complete slices of life. They're obviously experiences either you've had or have been told to you, and you have the ability to take such experiences and put them to music. And, and these are, I mean, just the, the latest offering, which is what I'm naming the uh, naming the podcast, the Uncomfortable Truth. That is a that is a powerful, powerful song. But um, I do want to go back a little bit further. You said you were kind of spinning your wheels in the Bay Area when you were in college or in uh, high school. Uh, what, I mean, what extracurriculars did you do? You you played piano. Uh, were you? Uh, I mean, what were you, what were you into? What were you and your buddies getting into? in high school and I, I've been to San Francisco. I haven't been there since I was a teenager. I was 16 and we took a, uh, uh, family trip and I remember it was freezing cold on the Bay and I was, I never made it to Alcatraz, but I was able to see Alcatraz out on the Bay and it's far, it's farther away than a lot of people, uh, think or imagine yeah. that it is from San Francisco. But tell me about you growing up in san francisco playing piano yeah. and, and trying to impress people with your skills yeah no, absolutely it's funny you reminded me i think it was mark twain who had the quote the coldest winter i ever spent was a summer in san francisco so it's it's deceiving 
You better um, believe it. Sam Clemens. Yep. Um, so in high, you know, I, I did little league baseball and, um, in high school. I, you know, it's kind of a late bloomer. I wasn't a big guy. So I, I ran track and cross country and, um, just eating like a maniac. And I just, you know, I couldn't gain weight college. And I, I think, um, I bought a real cheap Casio piano, a portable piano because I kind of missed the piano at home. Um, and, um, you know, I remember <laughs> playing Bon Jovi. She's a little runaway. Da, 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 da. You know, that was kind of my. All right. No the, more. I don't the, think we can afford the rights on that one. <laughs> uh, a little shout out to Bon Jovi there. For um, sure. Um, so, um, but yeah, in high school, I mean, it was pretty much, like I said, uh, I wasn't really involved in music as much with, with the gang. I was more in college and after college. And uh, at first we just started playing cover songs. Um, and then at some point someone said, Hey, do you guys have any original songs? And really just kind of the light bulb went off. I'm like, I do. Um, you know, being the piano guy, I mean, all, as much as I wanted to be a hardcore rocker, all I could come up with were these like rock ballad songs. <laughs> uh, but, uh, the bandmates were great. You know, we, we had some of my songs we played and some other songs. And, uh, as I learned guitar, I was able to hopefully expand on my, sort of the breadth of uh, songs and songwritings, and I'm still doing that today. Well, there's a lot to be said about ballads. You know, uh, you just mentioned Bon Jovi, a great balladeer, and the hair bands of the 80s and 90s that I grew up with. Yes, I appreciated their their loving side, the softer side, the the side where they're talking to the ladies. And, uh, you know, isn't that why you you start playing guitar anyway, is to attract attract (laughs) the mate? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, no, there's something about those 80s rock ballads, you know, they're, um, I think they're coming back in, in style here. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it was kind of a rites of passage. At first, you know, I was just writing songs and, you know, I think I found early on for me, at least, it's just kind of hard to fabricate, fabricate a makeup thing. So, I, you know, I figured long ago, I'm just going to, whatever I'm feeling at the time, back then I was writing about, you know, girls breaking up with me and this and that. And obviously nowadays I'm, I have a different perspective and I'm hopefully I'm, I have a more, I like to think a more mature approach to my songwriting because I've, I've lived a little. Um, and again, writing about, you know, topics of parenting. Um, you know, I have one song in particular, um, it's called wishes. It's, it's a song that I wrote for my children. Um, you know, just wanting, wanting more for them than you want for yourself. And I, with their permission, uh, I have photos of them, uh, throughout the song as they, you know, from babies to a few years ago. So, um, it's, um, yeah, it's, I'm at a different stage now than I was, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. That's what happens to artists and writers and, and people that grow up and start to have families of their own. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, you know, oh, he bit the head off of a bat. And then when uh, Jack was born and, and uh, I, was it uh, uh, Kelly was born, then it's, Mama, I'm coming home. No more tears. Oh, he's yeah. the family side, the lighter side. He's growing up. All right? I'm sure he's still got that rock in him. But, uh, you know, you, you got you got to soften up a little bit, start thinking about your family, start thinking about your children. And I'm glad you have that in you. You know, you like I said, the music that you play, the music that I was watching on YouTube today was slices of life, your life and what you put. It, I, people people write books. You write songs. And I think you've told stories with your songs. You think you've you've told the whole story? 
up to now? Oh, I don't know. By the way, you won't ever catch me biting the head off any snake. I'll just I'll put that out there right now. That's I'll leave that for Ozzy. Um, I, um, I I don't know. I, I think um, it's hard to know what what will inspire me. Um, you know, I'm just I, it's sort of I mean, 24 seven. I'm if I have an idea in mind or a theme, you know, thanks now to technology, I'll I'll make a little audio uh, note on my phone because I'll I'll remember I'll forget it the next day. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, it, it's like I said, um, I'm trying to share almost like a, a living diary, you know, and I grew up, um, you know, listening to songs in the seventies and eighties. I grew up listening to the Eagles and, you know, Tom Petty and Simon and Garfunkel and some great artists. Um, nowadays there's some great artists out there, you know, Taylor Swift, you know, Post Malone. Um, I think those in my generation who grew up listening to songs in the 70s and 80s, um, I think there's an opportunity to tell a story about where we are now, parenting and, and you know, and relationships and perspective. And, you know, my, my elevator speech is, you know, while, while that lane might not be as uh, wide, it's not as crowded either. And I think an opportunity exists really for some good engagement um, for those in my age range demographic that might want to hear about these topics. Yeah. Take the narrow path. That's what I say. But you know, it sounds like we've had similar upbringings. The seventies and eighties shaped my life. My, my mom graduated in 69. I was born in 69. I think she graduated in 68, but uh, you mentioned the Eagles. They, they're an eclectic type of group as well uh, from California. And I remember they were one of the three eight track tapes that I owned. They had yeah. the greatest hits. And they still had so much hits left to make. People thought they were crazy. In 1976, making a greatest hits album, you, you still got lots of life left. But uh, they yeah. wanted to compile their, their best songs for some reason. And it worked out. There's a, there's a the younger audience is going, did he say 8-track tapes? What's that? They're Googling that right now. Um, but it's funny you mentioned the Eagles. I mean, I was so influenced by them. I, I do have a song called Eagle, actually. Um, and you know, it, it's a, it's part about just wanting to kind of rise above the fray with all the craziness going on. But for those true Eagle fans out there, I do drop a couple of references to some of those iconic, uh, Eagle songs and lines. So, you know, for you, you Eagles fans out there, I, I invite you to listen to the song Eagle and see how many references you can pick up. Yeah. I haven't listened to that song, but if you mention Winslow, Arizona, uh, I, I will. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, yes. Okay, now, now I'm I'm getting the idea of what the song is. But you have you've traveled as well. I mean, uh, you you're from the Bay Area, which is a eclectic place, a very technological place. People think of the Bay Area, uh, you know, as a a place where technology comes from. People are thinking. Uh, there's a lot of uh, poets that went through. Great thinkers have gone through the San Francisco area a, a, area. And there's a, a lot of that that's still there. Are, are there still beatniks or a newer version of a beatnik that's spouting out, you know, spouting out his uh, words of wisdom? Yeah, it, it's really a diverse area for those who don't know. I mean, you know, you can you can go to the ocean, the, the coast, which is one of my favorite places. You can go you know, to Napa. I mentioned you go down south to Carmel and Monterey and you go east to Lake Tahoe if you want to get some skiing in. So. 
there's a lot of variety, but even within that, and I'm in a pretty suburban area uh, in Danville, um, but, you know, Berkeley um, still, it's, you know, it's a half hour or so from here. I mean, it still has um, kind of that, what's the word, not being a psychedelic, it still has a, a different feel to it. And that, that's part of the charm. There's such diversity out here. Um, you know, you can drive in any direction and, and find different styles of music there's, there's country out here there's folk you know green days from out here journey and um credence clearwater i mean the list goes on yeah but people in at berkeley when i think of berkeley when i think of 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 that college i think of a, a place where people uh, they go to learn but they also go to teach and to share ideas and that to me sounds like a a great way of going to college that you don't go to college to, you know, to drill the math for the most part, most people. Hey, and if you know math and if you're a scientist, please uh, keep on doing what you do, save the world. And, you know, but uh, if you go to Berkeley, you're going to share ideas. You're going to see if, you know, melt, melt with other people and not just people that think like you, but people that don't think like you. And uh, you're talking, exactly. you know, that could be very political where you're reaching across the aisle. Well, I hope that Berkeley diffuses the aisle, you know, uh, breaks the aisle down and makes it all one big giant auditorium or one place to so everyone can sit and, and listen and glean. Uh, yeah, Danville, it's, um, you know, we love it here, um, but it's a pretty homogeneous area. And you know, we often joke, you know, to our, our kids, you, you're kind of living in the bubble because it's not really the real world. Um but again, you just go out, be it Berkeley or other areas. I mean, there's such diversity here, and um, that's good. You know, that's that's what makes the world go around. Just um, embracing diversity. You know, we can all. I'm gonna sound like a cliche, but I mean, it's it, you know, differences should be um, valued, and uh, we can learn from. You know, there's there's synergism. You know, one plus one can be more than two because we have so much we can learn from each other. Yeah, I grew up on the opposite side of the country. I was uh, born in Miami and grew up in, you know, South Florida, the Florida Keys and, and the black, the white, the red and the brown. The, you know, everyone was living together. And I, I didn't realize that there were different races until I was in seventh grade. So if you don't think that that's taught, it is most definitely taught. You know, people need to learn to love each other, you know, and, and embrace the the different cultures that's what this melting pot is about and you know not to get i guess i am getting a little political but these are things that are just on my mind but i I see when i said well traveled you went to hawaii and you got a song (laughs) a song called hanalei came out of it you you've been around this world tell me about the the places that you've been and the songs that were inspired by the places that you've been not just that one, Hanalei, but you could talk about that one. That's a great one. Yeah, Hanalei, my wife and I, it's our favorite spot in the world. Um, by the way, if anybody wants to go there, it sucks. Don't go there. It's <laughs> Leave it all for us. That's right. Uh, no, what's great about it is um, we went there a few years ago. We didn't know much about it, but you know, to get away from all the, the chaos, it's it's um, you know the north part of Kauai. You can go to beaches and make your own footprints on the sand. You know, Jurassic Park was filmed there, so just lush greenery. And for us, we just kind of fell in love with it. So that's that's become our, our happy place. You know, we'll joke with each other as, as the stresses of life get a little intense. You know, think of your happy place. So, so yeah, the Hanalei song um, came out of that. Um, a lot of my songs 
I mentioned earlier, I'm fortunate to live close to the, the coast, and we just love getting away from that as, as well. Uh, got a song called Highway One, which for those not familiar, Highway One is, is literally the highway that parallels the Pacific Ocean. And you can go, you know, north of San Francisco all the way down you know, to Malibu and L.A. So that was the song that I got inspired just going over the hill from Danville to the ocean. It's like you're in an entirely different world, even though it's only maybe 30 miles away. And um, yeah, I don't try to write songs for locations. Again, it's sort of whatever, wherever I find the motivation and I don't always know where it's going to be. But, um, you know, if I feel there's something there and something to share, you know, I'll, I'll try to share it. And then then I have to decide, OK, is this worthy of putting it out there, you know, in the public realm? Um, not everyone might appreciate it the way I do, but, you know, I hope they do. If they don't, it still has been a, a joyous process for me to, to put out. Well, on the East Coast, we have US-1 and on parts of US-1, it's called the Overseas Highway. Is Highway 1 also known as the Pacific Coast Highway, the PCH? Or is it parallel? PCH. Okay. It, PCH, yes. Interestingly, more down south, Southern Cal, they refer to it as PCH. Um, But yeah, PCH. In fact, I think I use that in the, I'm dropping song references. Highway 1, I I reference PCH as part of the lyrics there as well. I want you to drop as many song references as you can. I want more ears to listen. My loyal listener is going to be telling all of his friends, his or her friends, uh, all of their friends, about uh, about Rocky Michaels and uh, the great things that uh, that you've explored and, and that you're singing about, that you're telling stories about. Because when uh, people go to a Rocky Michaels show, you're not only making videos, which I love. I'm an MTV. I, I was born, you know, born in 69, but I grew up in the MTV era. And when as soon as I could start uh, playing music videos when I was DJing and, and become a VJ, I started doing it and you've taken the time to make music videos. And I appreciate that because those music videos are going to be played this weekend at the Rab and, uh, you know, on Saturday at my private event, they're going to go, who is that on that screen? Oh, that's right. Rocky Michaels. I was just talking to him on the, on the podcast. So you should hear more. And that's my job. I don't play music. I've had guitars. There's a, a full uh, professional uh, piano keyboard out there. I've had harmonicas in my hands, different instruments. Can't play them. Don't know how to play them. Haven't taken the time. I need to take the time, but I'm too busy enjoying this. My my lease in life or my lot in life is is to to break out artists such as yourself. Which I say I'm breaking you out. You've been doing it at least four years strong on YouTube, and probably a whole lot longer than that. Tell me what years you started and what was that first band? You said it was a cover band. What kind of uh, trouble were were you getting into with those? With those people, trying to feel our chops a little bit. We uh, uh, a couple of the guys lived in a city here called Foster City, kind of a, an aquatic thing. And they lived on a street called Niantic, Niantic Drive. So, as a default, the band, first band was we were called the Niantics, and people were like what? Um, um, you know, we again, it's it was so much fun. I was with my buddies, you know, we're learning to kind of, you know, develop our trade. Our, the, the first concert we put out, you know, we invited all of our coworkers. So there were like 200 people at this bar. They had never heard us before. You know, someone joked, well, they look it on paper. <laughs> um, and I have a vivid memory of my, my parents in the audience and they could be easily spot because out of all 200 people, my parents are the only ones with their fingers in their ears. <laughs> 
And, uh, but they, they stayed there like troopers. Um, you know, we, um, the second time around, we didn't quite have as many people. <laughs> um, but that was part of the, you know, the development process. Um, and uh, we weren't rowdy or anything. You know, we're all, you know, college grads and uh, we all had day jobs. Um, but we just had a lot of fun and a lot of good memories. Um, and that was really kind of the um, good uh, breeding ground for me to really sort of develop. Uh, and I'm still trying to develop just, you know, songwriting skills and, and uh, you know, mixing and lyrics and guitar and piano. And um, it's, it's nice now if I'm more proficient on the piano, but if I, I'm trying to play a guitar and I'm like, what is that chord? I can go to the piano. It's almost like cross training. And it, so it, it helps me uh, in both areas. And um, I just love creating music. And I, I hope that passion never dies because it's, like I said, it's just been a lot of a very rewarding journey for me so far. Yeah, those original shows that you're talking about, uh, the the 200 people in front of you, the the comics would call that the bringer show, where you're bringing all your friends, all your family, uh, trying to gain some support. Right. Hopefully the, the, the club is appreciative of all the people that you brought uh, to eat. Now, you mentioned your mother and father. Hey, they showed up. They came out. What does your mom right. and dad think about That's- this business called show? You've already said that you have a day job, which is great. Good to have a day job. Get a steady paycheck, and it affords you the ability to do this night thing that you have to do, that you have a, a calling for. But tell me about mom and dad. What do they think about it? Yeah, well, that, that's true love. Um, I mean, at first, you know, they've always been supportive, always been supportive. Um, in fact, growing up, they were kind of referred to as, you know, Ward and June Cleaver from uh, Leave it to Beaver. It's just, you know, everything was just so wonderful. Um, they, uh, you know, we weren't that great when we started. Um, but they still supported me. Um, this was, you know, whatever, years ago, a couple of decades ago. So um, they continue uh, to be tremendous supporters. You know, whatever I'm doing now on my own, maybe some of the accolades, um, they just, um, it makes me feel very happy to know that they have such pride. And, um, um, you know, my songs are clean. I, I'm not dropping any F-bombs, you know, <laughs> just trying to represent myself the way that's that's natural for me so um yeah it it makes me feel good to know that i'm i'm somehow bringing some joy to to them as well yeah i you know i don't know what songs you were going to uh that made them put their fingers in their ears but uh you know you were trying you were doing your thing (laughs) Uh, how many people were in this band and what were the instruments yeah there were five of us it was i don't recall the song it was just the volume um you know like uh uh, what was the show? The movie, um, you know, on a scale of one to ten, eleven. <laughs> it was really loud. Um, so at the time, I think again, I was the keyboard guy. We had two guitarists, a drummer, and a, a bass player, and um, it was it was fun. You know, um, again, I'm still friends with those guys today. Uh, we're all kind of, you know, venturing on the different paths in our respective lives. Um, but it's fun to reminisce. Fact, I'm going to drop another song. Um, I have a song called Glory Day. Yeah, which is really just about us, uh, you know, the good old days when we didn't know any better. We thought we were going to live forever. And uh, for the video, we all, I got everyone to reunite. Uh, the first time all of us had been together in, in over 10 years. And we reunited on the coast at Half Moon Bay. And that's incorporated into the, the music video. 
Now, all these songs I'm, I'm dropping, I'm referencing have music videos. You can just YouTube Rocky Michaels or Google it. But uh, that was really enjoyable because we all got together and interspersed in the video was, um, you know, us a year or so ago. But we also had footage of 20 years ago, you know, old grainy footage. You know, we had a lot more hair back then. You know, we looked a lot younger. And so it was a lot of fun to make. And um, um, that's kind of a, a fun song, a fun memory to, to look back on. Yeah. One of the things that I appreciate about your videos is not only you're making the music videos, but you're also doing a lot of behind the scenes. And that's fun for me, the viewer, for me, the consumer. That's, uh, you know, I, I get to see uh, the peak. Uh, you, you have a, a sneak peek. A lot of the a lot of the songs you have have three videos and you'll have a sneak peek, maybe a little 30 second snippet because you're you're just so excited to put the thing out there but it's not quite finished or whatever and then you have the making of the video and then you have the video itself uh, and that's not just one but quite a few i'm i'm seeing some behind the scenes stuff i mean what uh, you, are you doing this because that's something that you would want to see from artists or are you doing this because i don't know you just like to make content well, why do you why do you put out the the making of yeah no good question you know, for me, I'm, I've always been interested to see how others, you know, whether it's the making of a movie or, or uh, outtakes. And, you know, the way my videos go, I've got a lot of outtakes. <laughs> a lot of things go wrong. So, you know, I'm human. And uh, I just thought, um, you know, hopefully there might be people who might like to see that it's not all perfection and, you know, edited. There's definitely flaws and mistakes that that take place and how do they make that scene so i've always found it interesting and i'm putting it out there and um since we have the material anyways usually it's just it's been kind of fun to make as well yeah you're seeing the raw footage uh, some of the best parts of jackie chan movies are the end the outtakes when he's just he's busting things up doing all his own stunts getting hurt uh falling in the mud having to do the the rest of the movie with a, a cast on because he broke his leg you know th these are you know little uh, the imperfections are, are what make life so interesting uh, a lot of people are are, are ha live an instagram life or live a TikTok life. And it's nice to, to put out the best parts of yourself, but Hey, you know, it's, it's okay to let people see the, the unmade yeah. up versions of you, the unfiltered versions of you, uh, you know, try yeah. to keep it clean, even though it's unfiltered. But I, I see a lot of these gals yeah, are, we're human. Uh, yeah. A lot of these gals are going around with the, Hey, I have no makeup on. Oh, okay. That's nice. Uh, you know, but uh, you're not perfect, uh, you know, it, 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 oh, but uh, I, I like it. I like the behind the scenes. I like the, awesome. the rawness of it. It's beautiful. And if I like it, somebody else is going right. to like it, right? All right. Well, if you like it, I'll keep trying to do that. Thanks. Just for me. Rocky Michaels is doing it just for me. I like this. Now, hey, yeah. uh, one of my favorite films uh, uh, um, that uh, uh, Mike Myers did is uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer. How much of that? San Francisco area, and I'm I'm presuming that you've seen it because as, as much as I love Miami movies, being from Miami, I suspect anyone from San Francisco has seen every San Francisco movie oh, ever man. made. Have you seen? So I have a uh, married a married an axe murderer. You know, you're putting me on the spot. As much as I try to prepare for the interviews, I was not forecasting that question. I have not seen that movie, but because of this, I'm going to go rent it. 
Yes, you will. Down, you know, download it. Stream it. That's right. So That's right. It, We're living in the now. That hey, that that leads me to a uh, uh, next uh, a little bit is the streaming. You said uh, you were going to go rent it. And yes, I used to go spend Friday nights at the Blockbuster, <laughs> but no, not anymore. At the video, I can't at the find local the Blockbuster week, anymore. <laughs> there's only one in Oregon, Bend, Oregon, where half of your crew has gone. Uh, maybe they're uh, going to that Blockbuster up there. Uh, you said some of your bandmates are, are up in Oregon, right? Uh, yeah, Medford. Yeah, I said rent. I think I, I, I slipped and showed my age there. I should have said stream or download or on demand or amazon prime or netflix that's sound a lot more current if i say those things no but we're talking <laughs> streaming okay there are no record sales anymore uh, i used to love going to my local record store in fact w- w- in high school i was you know the high school dj before i became a professional dj and i would go to the the video game parlor mcsugars in fort lauderdale i don't even know if it's still there anymore sugars but right in the you know it was a video game parlor and they sold ice cream and snacks and stuff but right next door was my uh, record store. And whenever he saw my red Mustang pull up, he saw me coming. Nice. He, he, he knew my number, okay, because he said, Dan, Dan, I got some new stuff for you. I got some new record albums for you. I miss that. I miss wow. going through the stacks. And he, you know, he knew I was the DJ. And he knew he was going to get half, if not most, of my money. You know, because I figure as a musician, you're spending your money on gear. But, you know, record sales, there's no records, there's no CDs, you know, and people are buying them maybe out of nostalgia, but does anybody ever play records or CDs? It's all streaming. And how are you making any money off of streaming? Tell me about it. I'm not, you know, I mean, Spotify is awesome and wonderful, but they pay, you know, decimals on the dollar. Um, But I I think vinyl has been making a little bit of a comeback here. Um, although you need to have, you know, the, the player to be able to play it on. Otherwise it's just a Frisbee, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, I have one album um, stuck to my wall right here. It's, uh, a Billy Crayon. He's a, uh, an artist that I've known for a while and, and I had him on the podcast and he sent me an album. What did I do? I stuck it on the wall. Okay. Uh, it, it's not, it's not for playing. I don't even have a turntable anymore. I used to have two turntables and a microphone, right. but I gave those up in 2000. When it all went digital, what do you think about the streaming? Yeah, well, I mean, from a technological standpoint, it's great in that it, it puts more um, control in the hands of the independent artists, um, which is always a good thing. Um, it's just, you know, you need, it just also requires a lot more creativity these days. I mean, I'm trying to learn from our kids, you know, um, they're like the social media directors of the household, you know, as far as hashtags and, you know, when to post and, um, so I, I, I'm learning a little bit. Um, you know, I still love playing out when I do these days, I'm just a solo musician, you know, it's just myself typically on a guitar. Sometimes I'll bring a piano, but, um, out here, obviously there are a lot of wineries and that's a great compatible venue for me. You know, I'm pretty mellow with my songs. Um, and just trying to get in front of people and slowly, you know, I do track my, my, followers and they're ticking up or slow you know i don't think i'm gonna uh uh, sell out wembley stadium anytime soon but it's okay i'm I'm enjoying enjoying the path i'm on and uh some of my best uh uh memories of interaction have been when there's been a very small crowd and it's just it's an intimate little setting and you can talk with them and you know 
explain what the songs are about and they're asking questions and it's just it's that level of engagement that um, you know that's that's a great form of currency even though spotify might not pay much you know for the for the song well you're talking about social media and i'm glad that you have your children to uh to help you navigate uh through the social media waters uh you know and uh when to post on youtube or tiktok or or instagram or you know with this podcast itself i don't think i've learned at, I've learned that lesson at all. I sometimes I overpost, sometimes I underpost. If I talk to three people that week, they're going to get three podcasts. If they I, if I talk to five people that week, you're going to get you know five podcasts. It, it, should I be holding these podcasts behind? Maybe you can ask your kids for me. Maybe I you know am I am I posting too much? Because I know that as soon as we're done with this podcast, I'm going to want to put it together. And put it out to the world. I'll, I'll edit out a little bit, and I'll make sure that it's it's uh, crisp enough, and and I'll put it out to the world. But what do your kids say about about the amount of posting? Should you post every day? Should you post twice every day? What are you posting every day? Question. I think it's also very easy to just kind of get so absorbed in you know should I be posting more and just quality or quantity over quality, and um, just for me. Um, you know, I would rather focus on quality and not quantity. So, I, you know, I'm not just going to post, oh, hey, look at the cat in the tree or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to have it. Um, hopefully, whoever is following me, I want them to feel, you know, uh, in- interested and engaged, you know, whether it's the making of or, or little snippets of what I'm playing out. Um, and if that means I don't post every day, then so be it. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, um, uh, I want to continue to grow and, and expand, but I'm also realistic in, in managing my expectations. Um, as long as I stay true to myself, enjoy the ride. Um, that's kind of my motto because, you know, I like to bike as one of my other things. So my motto is just enjoy the ride, you know, kind of, um, enjoy all the steps along the way. Yeah, no, we as a people collectively had to pull back from social media back in the late 90s, early 2000s when this thing was brand new and we had digital cameras in our in our phones and we were able to post. We were posting uh, about food and and uh, the tree that we saw and uh, the look at that tire, you know, and look at that. You know, it, we were posting about everything, about everything. And I think it was just too much. Uh, but, yeah. uh, hey, I, you know, hopefully we pull back and but. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to navigate. I mean, you have your children that grew up with this, and we we grew up before right. the internet. So before that, we had record producers, record labels that would help us to promote our stuff. A street team. You know, if I was going to be playing at a club in Miami, I would have a you know a couple of girls in bikinis uh, go hand out flyers, and that was my social media. Uh, the street team. We have to be our right. own street team. You said you, you have to post your own media. You have to be your own roadie. You have to be your own uh, your own tech. Uh, we have to do several yeah. jobs that we did not have to do a mere 20, 30 years ago. Uh, what do you, uh, how do you think? Are you growing with this? Are you feeling good about that? Yeah, it's um, again, it's it's sort of a choice. I can outsource, you know, someone to be a booking manager, to be a you know, PR manager, this and that. Um, and that has its advantages, but it's also advantageous to just um, still kind of do it myself. I'm in complete 100% control. Um, yes, it is a lot of balls in the air to juggle at once, but um, at least for me, you know, everybody has to kind of find their own path. For me, I kind of like 
um, being in control. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, um, and so if, if I'm getting inundated or, uh, you know, I can't, um, I can't find the time to continue to book out, then I'll, I'll focus on, you know, something else that I'm working on and I can, I can sort of navigate it on my own terms and at my own speed. So for me, that just kind of works, uh, based where I'm, I'm at in life. But that all being said, I mean, I still have my the pedal to the metal and I'm still just trying to do because I love it. It's, it's, um, when you're really passionate about something, it's it's really not really a job. It's just it's it's just a wonderful thing that I want to immerse myself in. Well, as an independent artist, you could you need you know, and I keep preaching this, but uh, you know, I don't think I practice what I preach. You you need to to make yourself a schedule so people so you know at this time for these two hours, I'm going to start. Ri- I'm going to be writing music. For this half hour, I'm going to check emails. For this hour, I'm going to be doing this. You know, keep it structured and and still find time to spend time with family and ride your bike. Because oh my goodness, I do miss riding bicycles. There's not a lot of places here in Arkansas where I'm at. You know, the the the, the part of the country where I'm at where I can ride my bike. But I, I miss living near the beach in Fort Lauderdale and in Miami where I would ride up and down the beach. And, you know. But that yeah. that is a great way to clear your head and to get some good exercise at the same time, for sure. Yeah, I think the key is just balance. I mean, it's easier said than done, but we all have so many things going on. And as long as you can maintain balance and work, but that's that's my goal. <laughs> so when you ride your bike, uh, do you have places around Danville that, uh, you know, get be on the Danville uh, tourist board right now. Is there anything to do in Danville <laughs> or do you have to head off to the city? No, I mean, Danville is a very suburban area. Um, uh, yeah, there are places to ride. I, in fact, you might even see in the background, I have a bike off to this way. You see my shoes on it. Um, so it's, I have it on an indoor trainer. Um, you know, I'm trying to multitask. So I'll be on the bike indoors safe. I don't have to wear a helmet. I don't have to worry about cross traffic and I'll be on my, my phone or my laptop. And I can get work done while I'm riding. And again, it's a great way to kill two birds with one stone. So that's what I've been doing a lot, um, especially as it, you know, as uh, the weather's getting a little cooler. Well, I'm looking to get a new bike. I had a Rally Technium uh, years ago, and that was about a $700 bike back in the in the uh, in the mid '90s. And that was what I rode back and forth everywhere, everywhere. And then it got stolen by the uh, by the roofers from oh, hell. Man. Yeah, yeah, Hurricane Andrew. Uh, came down to uh, South Florida, and just after that, there was a bunch of construction workers that would come in, and and uh, and I think that that the uh, the um, they used to steal a lot of stuff as well. And one of those oh, one of the casualties was my Technium. Well, what kind of gear you got back there? Because I was looking at a Trek. I'm I'm kind of a big boy. I need something a little a little fatter, a little wider. But what what kind of gear you got? What kind of bike is that? <laughs> Yeah, Trek's a good name. So this is actually um, one of my other, you know, I'm a jack of many trades, master of none. <laughs> I, I've been um, uh, an Ironman triathlete enthusiast for the past 20 years. So this is a, it's a, it's a tri bike. It's it's Quintana Roo is the the maker, and it's really thin tires. You know, you can't go off road riding on it. Um, but it, I mean, speaking of technology, whoops, I lose you. You here? No, I'm here. Okay, I saw something go across. Um, you know, there's, there's software now, so I could be writing, uh, looking at any, a screen anywhere in the world, 
you know, I can be writing in Canada or in, in Africa and it's, you know, on the, on the screen. And it's pretty amazing now how technology's, you know, kind of infiltrated all that we do. So I kind of enjoy writing different places from the comfort of my home. Well, there, there's a full saying to that, Jack of all trades. I, I, when you said that, it really clicked with me. Jack of all trades, master of none, though oftentimes better than master of one. So it's good to be a jack of all trades. It's good to dip your fingers in a lot of things. That's the spice of, a spice of life. That's what gives you that variety. And I'm glad that you have, you know, the bicycle, you have the, the family and not necessarily in that order. And I'm looking, if you're, if you're listening to the audio version of this, I'm looking at the video. You've got a guitar back there. You got a keyboard and you got some art. Is that, is that some kind of fancy art or is that something you picked up uh, at the, uh, at the hotel? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shoot. Now my secret's out. No. Um, yeah, it's funny. That's probably the first piece of art my wife and I bought when we moved into our home 20 some odd years ago. And th- this, this is basically, uh, uh, an extra guest room downstairs, but I've, um, my wife has been very patient with me. I've kind of turned it into my man cave. <laughs> so, um, you know, I got my music gear in here. I got my bike in here. I've got my computer behind here. Um, this is where I'll spend a lot of the time. So, um, but then, yeah, that art was the first thing we picked up and I, I don't have a, a interior design gene in me so we just stuck it up on the wall and it's just kind of stayed there ever since it's funny how you mentioned man cave a lot of uh, a lot of gentlemen have man caves even though they've bought a whole house uh for their for their family technically it's not your house it's your wife's house (laughs) and she gets to have the majority of it and the majority of saying it and i'm okay with that I've I've said it before and I'll say it again. I haven't made a decision on my own in the last over 20 years. So I'm very happy about that. Happy to have a better half. But yes, my part of the house is right here. This little part where the radio is at, where the, my creative juices flow, where I'm able to talk with folks just like you, Rocky Michaels and learn from you. But uh, yeah, man cave, kind of a funny thing, isn't it? As long as we ha- as long as we have our own little space or a little sanctuary to go within the the bigger picture and um, hey that works so yeah happy wife happy life <laughs> what they say well you do need to have your own space and you know you said that your space is all the way in Hanalei that is a far trek to go uh, to get your happy place uh, is there a happy space a happy place that you have a little closer to home maybe within a few miles that you can bike to or walk to? Um, well, I mean, the, the closest place I'd, I'll go back to the coast, you know, we, we could probably get there in, in less than an hour. And, um, you know, it, it, the West coast differs a little bit from the East coast. There's not a lot of, uh, development. There's so many natural, you know, beautiful things to see from, you know, from lighthouses and tide pools and little secret beaches that, or off the beaten path and it's just you know the natural the natural beauty of it so there's such a variety so that we'll go there without having to hop on an airplane um you know all season round it's summer winter and it's just that's our closer go-to place yeah the few times that i've been out to california i do know that there's you know beach and mountain within hours of of each other so you can you can do both And you can be up in the snow and then go out to the beach in, in, at, on the same day. And 
It's it's amazing. Yeah. But uh, you know what is <laughs> one of the things I'm hearing about California is the mass exodus. What's going on? Why, why are people leaving California? <laughs> well, it is one of the more expensive places. I mean, specifically the San Francisco Bay Area. I think between that and New York, maybe even Hawaii, those are like the three most expensive places to live. Um, and uh, you know, I mean, the the rising housing costs. If you if you haven't been able to get in earlier, it's for somebody you know fresh out of college trying to make it. Um, you almost can't afford to rent out here, and so there are the less expensive um, cost of living areas, um, you know, but we, you know, for those who are here, I mean, we still love it. Again, the diversity, there's so much out here. This is my parents are both from New York and I've gone there a few times and I love it. It's so exciting, but I would never survive in New York. I'm a true Californian. So, um, you know, for better, or for worse, this is my home. Well, part of uh, Boz Luman's uh, sunscreen uh, the song that they made uh, that uh, off of his, uh, I guess, some kind of speech he was given. Part of it was uh, live in New York, but leave before it makes you too hard. Live in California, but leave before it makes you too soft. That was part of it. Part of that song. It, I, I didn't, I uh, hadn't heard that before, but uh, I could, I could see that. It's, you know, wherever you go, you, you make it it is what it is. I mean, every place is going to have pros and cons. People think, Oh my goodness, how do you live with the earthquakes out there? You know, um, we don't have humidity. We don't have tornadoes. <laughs> you know, it's, um, a few times it's happened. It's, it's fairly quick. And, um, you know, fortunately, you know, nothing really horrible has happened. Um, aside from the big one, of course, in, in 87 or 89. But, uh, um, you know, it's you, you live with it. You take the pros and the cons. Yeah, I'm in South Florida, or I was in South Florida. How do you live there with the hurricanes? Now I'm in uh, Tornado Alley uh, here in Arkansas. You know, it's more in, in Oklahoma. But, uh, you know, we deal with uh, all kinds of things from Mother Nature, whatever they throw at us. We, we overcome, adapt, that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, you, yeah. uh, okay, here's a... Uh, as we as we start to land this plane, uh, give some advice to to people from say the Midwest. They're they're getting on a bus and they need to go somewhere to go become a musician to go hone their craft. Do do they go to Nashville? Do they go to Vegas? Do they go to L.A.? Do they go to New York? Uh, you know what? Or is it because of different kinds of music? Uh, the country people need to go to go to Nashville. The uh, the people that write stuff like the Eagles, you know, like like your music that's very Americana, very folks, very, I don't know, I can't put a genre on it, and I hope nobody ever puts you in a box. But, uh, you know, where, where do people go to to hone their craft? Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm certainly not the expert, but, I mean, it seems like certainly Nashville is, you know, is country, the country mecca. You know, maybe L.A. might be, you know, pop, um, you know, commercial pop. But that being said, I mean, I think there's such a melding area. I think you can probably, um, you know, especially if you do a lot through social media and online, I mean, you can do it from anywhere. And I think you'll just find, you know, your 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 niche as you go at the beginning. Like I, some people think, oh, you know, are you country? And like you said, I, I try not to define myself. I, I you know, I'm a singer-songwriter. Uh, maybe there's an element of country. There's an element of rock. Um, but I just play what I play. People can define it. And, you know, uh, if I go somewhere, I'll, I'll hopefully I'll bring a guitar and I'll play. And 
Um, so along with an answer, I, I don't know um, how you go out and navigate it. I think the more important thing to do is just to go out and, and put yourself out there and play. And you're wherever you are, you're going to find uh, engagement and lack of engagement. And then you just kind of navigate as you go. Well, you said earlier about quantity over quality or quality over quantity. Uh, you know, with uh, SoundCloud out there, it's, it's you know, some of these kids, it's hard for, the, for them to pull back. You know, when your brain's not fully formed, uh, you know, you played a little, a little something on a keyboard or you played a little something on a guitar and you were able to record it with your computer or with your phone and, and to upload it onto SoundCloud. It, it, you want to, man, it, should you be uploading everything? Uh, or will you? Would your advice to the to the young people say, uh, you know, why don't you get that produced a little bit? And are you producing your own stuff? I know that's that's a couple of questions there. Are you producing your own stuff, or do you have a a, a team that helps you to produce your music? Yeah. So a couple of questions there. First of all, some days I don't feel like my brain's fully formed either. So you know, um, you have days like that. Um, I think for the young people, you really have to ask yourself, what is your goal? What do you want to accomplish? Do you just want to put out content and just you know have something to show your friends and family? That's great. Um, do you want to achieve something different? Do you want to try to you know uh, uh, get notice and maybe you know get signed? I mean, that would sort of be a different approach. Um, so it kind of depends what your your goals are. Um, there's nothing wrong with just putting out content if if you get satisfaction out of it. So I think it's really just a function of figuring out what is it you want to achieve. And, you know, again, another cliche, it's not solely about the destination. It's 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 the journey along the way. And uh, if you can find uh, enjoyment out of what you're doing, you know, if you're just focusing on the end goal, you know, there's a good chance you're going to be disappointed and you're going to kind of miss the forest for the trees, you know, along the way. Um, your second question about pr- production, um, I'm uh, it's. Again, with technology, I've been able to uh, work with some really great producers in, um, they just happen to be in Nashville, but I've never met them in person. With technology now, you know, I will um, send them a a little audio file, I'll play guitar or play the piano and sing, kind of a scratch, you know, demo, here's what I have in mind, we'll talk about it, you know, I'll say I, you know, I like a bridge here, I, you know, I hear... um, you know, I hear a mandolin maybe or this or that. They'll come back and, get, you know, give me something. They hire session musicians. We we massage it a bit. Once once I'm comfortable with it, I'll then lay my vocals here and then I'll, I'll send it back to them. And it's all sent back and forth electronically, you know, with WAV files and MP3 files. Um, so, you know, I couldn't do this probably 10, 20 years ago. But with technology, I'm able to tap into some really high quality producers um, and still kind of have it be, you know, my own creation. And, um, so that's been kind of fun as well. Yeah. I like that a lot. I talked to, talk to people from all over the world using this, uh, this technology and it, and they have uh, th- your, your story is very similar in that respect. I talked to a, a gent in Australia, his bassist is in the middle East, his drummer is in Germany and, uh, his producer is in Italy and they, they put it all together. It's fantastic uh the way that this internet can be used for good uh as well as evil but uh certainly for good uh um and uh what kind of gear uh, you know if 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 you were if somebody wanted to record vocals i'm 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 i'm, I'm rocking the the sm7b 
uh, you know, what kind of gear are you using to uh, to lay down your, your vocals? Uh, do they need a, a very expensive computer uh, or, or can they just use their phone? Can use your phone. I, I think the quality won't be quite as good. I mean, I, I have uh, I use Logic Pro is the software I use. I mean, there's there's a number of different ones out there. That's just one that I landed on. And, I'm, you know, I, I'm used to it now. I almost don't want to kind of relearn a, a different one. Um, and um, um I have a, it's called an audio interface it's called Focusrite. It's, I'm, I don't want to get too technical. Please do. Um, Teach people. And uh, um, so an audio interface is great because then I can plug the microphone. The audio interface is sort of the intermediary between the microphone or the guitar or the piano and the computer. And, um, um, you know, one of the rooms up here, we I converted a old walk-in closet <laughs> to kind of my... There you go. Focus right. Focus yeah. right. You're right. We're talking the same language. Um, so uh, one of the closets in our room just converted into a sort of a vocal booth. Um, and, um, you know, I, again, with the software, I, I like, I really love harmonies. And um, that's an aspect of it that I didn't think I would enjoy. But coming up with, you know, three-part harmonies and uh, messing around with that, um, a lot of my songs have, you know, most of my songs have harmonies. And so that's been a really fun process as well when I'm, you know, creating a song. No, it's nice. A lot of info there. No, you, you let people know what kind of gear they need to, to you know, for, for about a thousand, maybe $2,000, you can have your own recording studio where you can make a little bit of a demo, but then someone with good ears and a, you know, discerning talent that, that has done this thousands of times, can help you to mix and master that. You know, you said uh, Logitech or Pro, but I, I've been using cool, Logic Pro. Yeah. Logic I've been using Cool Edit, and now uh, now it's Adobe Audition. Uh, since I since I got out of uh, D, uh, radio school, and, and I'm kind of a snob with that. Even though I used Final Cut and Final Scratch, I used some Apple products, uh, you know, and, and uh, Pro Tools uh, back then. But uh, you know, you, you you get what you're comfortable with. That's a great. Uh, that's a great yeah. lesson that you're giving people, and you're comfortable with these uh, these different uh, items. Fantastic. All right, man. Let's yeah. take let's take this thing home. I've I've uh, taken up a lot of your time, but I don't want this to be the last time that we talk. As time progresses, if you have things to promote, if you have a show that uh, that's coming out, I want you to come back and chit chat with me. It doesn't have to be the the full hour, I'd love to. but just tell me some stuff. Hey, uh, but I do like um, when when you give credit where credit is due. You talked about some of the uh, the people in Nashville that have been helping you out. Give some shout outs to people that have helped you along the way because we can't do this all by ourselves. Even though some kids think they can, you can't do it all by yourself. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. So I'm currently working with a great producer in Nashville, Stacy Hogan. Uh, great guy. Um, before that, I was working with uh, another great high quality producer, Dan Ford, uh, who's actually in Franklin. Um, they've really, um, I'm just eternally grateful to them. I mean, I've been so fortunate to sort of land on them and their, and lean on their talents and expertise. And, uh, so, um, you know, that aside, I mean, everything else I'm kind of doing myself, the videos, um, it's amazing what you can do with an iPhone and a tripod. Um, and some, you know, video software, I use iMovie to edit, and just about all my videos have been self-made. And uh, again, you know, it, it, 
you're only limited by your imagination. So it's it's pretty it's been pretty fun. Well, I know that there's a making of the uncomfortable truth, but tell me about that song. It's a real powerful song, and that's one of the latest things, the latest offerings of you. So, uh, give the people an idea of what that song's about, and that'll give you uh, give you a little taste of what Rocky Michaels is about. Yeah, thank you. So that's my latest song, and it's it's kind of a departure. A lot of my songs prior to that have been, you know, upbeat, happy go lucky. Um, you know, about you know, relationships, what have you. This is a song that's actually sung from the perspective of a homeless person. Um, and I'm very proud of it, but it, it's kind of different. Um, and, you know, I've been asked, well, how did you come up with that? And I don't really know the origin, but I think we've all come across homeless people at, at one point or another. And honestly, I've been conflicted. I mean, I want to help them out, but I, I can't help them out all the time. Um, but I think the message I was really trying to convey is you see someone – you have no idea what their history is. You don't know what road they may have traveled or, you know, if, if they, they lost a job. Or, um, so it was an attempt to hopefully offer a little reminder of humanity along the way. And I'll just add about two weeks before the song came out, this is in October, I was on LinkedIn and I happened to notice this uh, really wonderful endeavor. Um, shout out to Dennis Patoko and uh, Peggy Wilms, they're co-authoring a book um, called Unsheltered, Voices from the Street. And it has to do with real life stories of homeless people. And just by circumstance, you know, I, I saw this. So I reached out to Dennis and I said, hey, you know, really admire what you're doing. By the way, I just wrote this song. It's going to be released in two weeks. And I think it really speaks to what you're trying to the message you're trying to convey and i'm happy to offer whatever you know i can to help you know further this message and uh they embrace it and now it's you know it's going to be an anthem for the rollout um but it's yeah it's really just again just a kind of a social awareness song i didn't think it was going to be that big of an engaging song but um for those who are providing feedback i i think it's um i'm i'm heartwarmed to know that it's helping to continue to raise the awareness of this really important subject. Well, I know that it's big time in, in uh, San Francisco. Uh, there, there is a, a big homeless, uh, uh, I guess a houseless uh, was unsheltered uh, unhoused. What's the new term now? Yeah. All the above. Right. Uh, who <laughs> was the yeah, actor? Who, all who, the above, who was the, the bearded actor that you had there? Yeah. So I, there was a service I used um, uh, casting networks and I actually interviewed you know, again, one of my many balls, I'm, I'm also a, uh, a casting director among everything else. So I interviewed a number of actors and I saw this gentleman and I'm like, oh my goodness, I haven't even spoken with him, but he's like, he's perfect for what I envisioned in my crazy mind. And then I, I spoke with him and great guy, a James Cart. Um, and um, so we hired him and we hired another young actor, a young, you know, 20 some odd year old. And uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm real pleased with how it came about and again hopefully you know the uh the story aside hopefully the message resonates because that's really what it's about it's the message and uh but that was a very fun process <laughs> casting director that's fantastic i mean he kind of looks like a, a santa Ooh. claus that's that's down on his luck a little bit you know and uh the the making of yeah. uh, uh the making of that video I, that was fantastic him him sitting in front of a flat screen and you're explaining uh what what he needs to do it, 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 it yes look my loyal listener watch the video watch the making of video 
It's what uh, DVDs used to be. We used to have those DVD extras on the on the uh, on, on, when you uh, rented That's one right. from from the Blockbuster Video to to bring it all the way back home. <laughs> all right. Sometimes that was better than the movie. Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, uh, director's commentary. Uh, what did the actor think about this? That's fantastic. Extra scenes that were deleted. Oh, that was better than what was in the movie. Oh. But, <laughs> all right, my man. Let me let, let me let you back to your uh, back to the wild, back to your family. Uh, get back on your bike. Oh, maybe it's getting too late for that. But uh, I usually finish these things off with last words for the people. This could be words to live by, something you heard a long time ago, maybe uh, a mantra you wake up with every morning, or whatever pops into your head at this moment in time. Rocky Michaels, give the last words for the people. All right. Well, thank you. Again, thank you so much for having me on. Appreciate it. And, uh, appreciate what you do. You've got great content. Last word um, comes to mind is, apologies, I'm going to drop another song. I have a song called The Golden Rule. And it's, you know, these times are so crazy and such divisiveness and such vitriol out there. The Golden Rule, as advertised, just, just treat others the way you want to be treated. I mean, it doesn't have to get that much more complicated than that. Um, so that would be a kind of a vibe I'll, I'll end with out under the airwaves. Just, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated. I mean, you know, we can do this. So that's my, that's my last take. Well, there you have it, party people. Rocky Michaels. What a cool dude. And yeah, he was referencing all this. Uh, you were referencing uh, Rocky. I'm guessing you're still listening uh, or still watching. But you were referencing so many songs and so many feelings that came from those songs. And, uh, you know, my loyal listener, you got homework to do. Uh, go uh, hit up the YouTube page, hit up the uh, hit up the Spotify and find the various places you can listen to the songs of Rocky Michaels and listen, listen in, especially that uh, Uncomfortable Truth. Oh, what a powerful song. And the video, well made. And uh, Rocky Michaels, you can't do it all by yourself. You're going to need some help eventually. I'm, I'm glad you got your, your kids. I know we didn't talk a lot about your, your family life and, and what have you, but, uh, you know, it, it seems like you got a good, a good family life, a good base, making you happy. And, uh, and maybe the kids are teaching you some stuff about this, this social media thing, this interweb, even though our generation is the one that invented it. You know, we, we were playing video games. We were playing Atari and, and uh, ColecoVision. <laughs> you know, so uh, we had our ideas about computers in the house and digital, uh, you know, the, the, the early days of digital. So, uh, yeah, I, I think we I think we get a handle on it. <laughs> so uh, but uh, there's always there's always stuff you can you can learn. And you said, you know, in your songwriting, you still are, are uh, uh, applying finesse, you know, and learning uh, it's always a learning process as well as a teaching process is I'm sure with with all the the skills you've learned you can start teaching the next generation maybe your kids maybe the people around the neighborhood you can become a music teacher and uh, and start teaching your craft had the the process I know you gave us a little a little taste here on the what makes you famous podcast and I appreciate it so much Rocky Michaels thank you so much for being on the show uh rocky michaels music.com uh, all the various social medias are in this the show notes below so check that check that out and click everything 
give uh, give Rocky Michaels a follow. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Threads. We didn't even talk about Threads. I know I have a Threads account. I hardly ever post on there. It, it doesn't seem doesn't seem like it's 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 there just yet. And Twitter, it's just going. Whew, it's spiraling. <laughs> it is spiraling. LinkedIn. I have a LinkedIn. I, you know, every once in a while, I, I I see somebody said something on LinkedIn, and I'll go over there and, and check it out. Maybe they got a new job or what have you, and I'll congratulate them on their new job. I think it's more professional LinkedIn. And then the, you, you even have your PayPal me on your uh, on your website. So I went ahead. I included on on the show notes there. So if you like what Rocky Michaels does, throw him a couple bucks on his PayPal. Yeah, maybe he can buy a new guitar or at least some new strings for his guitar. All right, that's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. Now, if you, yes, you, my loyal listener, if you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call, 501-470-6386, or email keysdan at AOL.com. That's it for me. It's keysdanradiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Be on Radio What. Call 501-470-6386. Say your name, where you're from, and you're listening to what? The music you want is on RadioWhat.com. Radio What, the music you want. Hey guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. About 80% of VCRs are made by Japanese companies. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, Radio What. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcasts on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keys thank you for listening